Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. The views and opinions expressed in the following podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the DVM production empire. That's how you know it's good. This is a DVMPE production. Join the empire today at dvmpe.com. Hey everybody, it's Elizabeth coming at you for a little Netflix and spill. Well, one of the fantastic things I got to watch was Kimmy Schmidt, Kimmy versus the Reverend. So just like normal, I'm going to let you know whether it's worth watching and then we'll talk about it. So no spoilers right now. You'll hear some spoilers after this. So is it worth watching? Absolutely. You don't need to have watched all of Kimmy Schmidt or even really be familiar with the characters. It can stand on its own. Of course, it's infinitely more funny if you've seen any bits of Kimmy Schmidt. Now, that being said, you also have to want to be involved in the interactive aspect of it because there is a choose-your-own-adventure uh, system in place, whether you watch it on your computer uh, or on your smart television or um, like on a gaming system. So if you're not interested in making multiple choices, then maybe you should avoid this one. But if you're into one-liners, things that are just absolutely ridiculous, and I mean, choose your own adventure as both a concept and like uh, activity, then this is for sure something you should be doing, watching Kimmy Schmidt, the interactive movie, Kimmy versus the Reverend. Super, super fun. Definitely do it. It'll take maybe an hour if you just go through, you know, the choices that you would like to. Um, personally, I went through it a couple of times and never bored of it. So, Give yourself a little time. Maybe this is one to watch on your own so that you can make those decisions. Um, and then maybe collab with somebody later to see if there's anything you might have missed. All right. So that's my recommendation. And uh, if you don't want to hear any spoilers, I would suggest pausing the podcast right now, watching it, and then coming back. All right, you guys. So I'm a big fan of Kimmy Schmidt, I have to say. Um... I loved it right from the beginning. It it hit a like as soon as I saw that to that Tina Fey had had her hand in it, had helped write it, you know, was producing it, all of these things. I that was enough for me to just jump on the bandwagon. But also, I'm a really big fan of kind of that sidewinder sidewinder goofball kind of comedy where you think it's going one way and then it takes a sharp left. Um, you know, things like using puns or, um, or, uh, homophones, you know, you think you're talking about night as in night and day, but it turns out they're talking about night, like a night of the round table. So I already have a, a good, you know, head going into this. I knew I was probably going to like it. 
I didn't have many expectations because I didn't see anything online about it. I was just on Netflix, saw that it was trending, and jumped on it immediately. So let's get into this a little bit. And don't forget, there are spoilers now. So uh, thankfully, with the amount of choices you can make in this movie, or I guess I would say experience, really, there will be things that I touch on here that uh, you may not have seen. And also, I may not cover things that you got to see that I didn't. I'm pretty sure I got most everything, if not everything. But I say that and I'm sure that there will be a comment or something asking if I hit something that uh, I didn't. So, um, so first and foremost, when we open up and we see that Kimmy Schmidt is getting fitted for a wedding dress, um, that wasn't something that I had connected uh, from the seasons. I'm pretty sure that was just for this movie. And she's getting fitted in the fancy gown, which also doesn't make sense to me that she was like already in that one. Like they already had the fun dress. So somebody must have convinced her, I don't know, to try on a fancy dress because, or maybe they just were like, this has to be the choice that needs to be made. Um, I've done it both ways. I've seen her get married in the fun dress and the fancy dress. And I mean, the fun dress is definitely fun. Um, it's, it's held, the veil is held up by balloons. I mean, it's just a goofy, fun, Kimmy Schmitty kind of dress. Because ultimately, in case you're not familiar with Kimmy Schmidt, real quick, she uh, was kidnapped at 15, uh, was taken into a bunker um, by this man that is called the Reverend. Uh, his name is Dick, and uh, he's played by John Hamm. And uh, basically, she is trapped in this bunker thinking that the world has ended uh, above them. It was her and three other women, uh, one who is very similar in the mindset uh, of Kimmy Schmidt, one um, that's a full-fledged adult uh, that, you know, really was taken and she knows that she's been taken, uh, and then another who just falls right in line with the idea of a cult and taking care of each other and living in this bunker. Eventually, in episode one, essentially, they are rescued. And now Kimmy Schmidt, who has basically been stunted in maturity at age 15, now has to contend with New York City and her naivete going through all of these different things. So we see a lot of kitty stuff throughout the series. And of course, it doesn't end here. Hence the fun dress and things like that. Uh, we also have Titus, uh, who immediately, it's Titus and Lily right there, right at the beginning, um, her two biggest advocates. And Titus, I think, has the best one-liners of any character, at least in the show, in the series, but for sure in this movie. Um, and we'll talk about some of those in just a second. Um, loved, loved the, the getting to do the interaction. Uh, loved that Jacqueline came in and that there's a still um, a working relationship between Jacqueline and Titus. Uh, I also love that one of your first choices is whether or not Titus is lying about going to the gym. Um, that it just it was just this running joke about him not wanting to exercise. Uh, it was 
very fun. I liked all of that. And I went back a couple of times and made different choices. Like I made him go to the gym once. Uh, I made him, you know, take a nap. I made him stay asleep. I woke him up once. So, I mean, it's all lots of uh, cutscenes, And none of those that I saw impacted the rest of the storyline down the road. Not like the fun dress impacting the story down the road. Um, so also we find that Kimmy Schmidt is marrying a prince who is played by Daniel Radcliffe and Harry Potter aside, everything else, you know, he's, he did Broadway, he did Equus, um, he's been in a lot, you know, he did Frankenstein and all these other different, um, different movies where you got to see a different side of him. He's done a lot of interesting roles. I really enjoyed him in this because it, he brought a sense of seriousness to the ridiculous. And like I said, that's kind of my bag. That's what I like. I like when we are speaking in absurdities when really it's all normal in this world. So the interaction between the prince and Kimmy Schmidt has a lot of variables. So again, you know, you can pick between, are you going to help with the wedding? Are you going to make out with him? Uh, are, are you going to uh, read your book? And what's great is in the interaction between the two of them, um, there's some fantastic one-liners. Um, like if you, <laughs> if you choose uh, to make out, um, you might hear Ma petite amoureuse à la tiette d'amo. Now, I don't speak French, so you have my apologies. I wrote it down phonetically and still know I didn't say it right. But I put it into Google Translate. I had the captions on at one point because I knew I was missing some things. Um, and it translates to my little amorous Elmo head is what is what the prince is calling Kimmy Schmidt, which is great because... Also, they're saying that the prince had a sheltered life and he too has basically been stunted as, you know, middle schooler, early high schooler, along with Kimmy Schmidt. They talk about how their wedding theme is cool, <laughs> cool grownups. Um, so it's nice to see the two of them playing on the same level, um, that neither is condescending to the other uh, and that they're both, you know, really finding joy. The way that it's written is fantastic. Talking about... Uh, what their lives are like, how much they have shared. Uh, if you do choose the makeout, the makeout option, you see them kiss, kind of. Uh, it, it gets messy and very weird. Um, also, if you're looking for an Easter egg, if you go back and you choose makeout, uh, I think it's either two or three times. I think it's the third time. Uh, I didn't count it because I was surprised by it. Um, you will, they will start to kiss and it will cut to Titus, um, saying like, you know, are you a pervert basically that you want to watch them kiss? Uh, so again, even when you go through, you can make the same choices again and you still might get a different ending. Um, so for example, when Kimmy needs to make a call, call one of the bunker, the mole people, mole women, uh, to see about this book, this uh, Choose Your Own Adventure book that she found in Jan, her backpack. Uh, <laughs> you know, she you have to decide which of the three 
you are going to call. Um, when you call Donna Maria, at least the first time, if you choose uh, Gretchen and then immediately choose uh, Donna Maria next, then she will give you a cutscene where she's behind this big CEO desk and basically tells you to stop being an idiot and just to let all of this go and let the book go and know that it doesn't matter because she's marrying a prince, um, which I have not been able to get back to. I think it was just that one time. Um, or maybe maybe you'll find it and you can tell me where I can find it again because I tried because I didn't catch all of it. It was my first time through. Um, so I, I really would like to see it again just to see if I missed any jokes because the jokes have been so absolutely great in this. Like, um, like Kimmy Schmidt saying, um, saying something to the effect of, um, well, I never knew my father and yours died in childbirth, which <laughs> it was a great twist considering don't often hear of fathers dying in childbirth. So, um, also if, uh, if you're listening closely to, uh, the prince during that first conversation, um, he also says that he went to boarding school with Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-un, and um, the, the name of the boarding school is in French, and again, had the subtitles up for a minute so that I could do some translating and also copy down some jokes that I thought were just so great. Um, and basically, he says that his boarding school is called uh, the School of Pig Warts, um, so I, I'm assuming that it's meant to be Hogwarts and just Google translate, you know, doesn't want to use the word hog for the word pig. Um, but it's all these little things that just cracked me up. Um, just unable to breathe laughing so hard. Um, it was also great that you could, you could always pause the, the film or pause the experience. You could also, once you hit that pause, you could jump back to a decision you made. So if you did hit something wrong or you timed out, um, you could always go back and play it the way that you want it to be played. Um, also another Easter egg that I found, if you go through it a second time, when you call Donna Maria, you end up getting a message service basically saying, you know, press one for this, press two for that. Uh, if you press three, it's telling you that, uh, <laughs> that this, uh, this taco snake is, um, going to sing you a Christmas song. If you stick with it and, you know, ha choose the keep listening rather than hang up, uh, you get all the way to the end. It'll still take you back to choices. One, you know, press one for, uh, a recipe, press two for diarrhea information. And then the voice will change and say, press three for an Easter egg. And it's a fun Easter egg and it's pretty easy to get because uh, you don't have to, you know, run through a lot of scenarios or do multiple choices to get to there. Um, and the Easter egg is a bunch of outtakes, um, some scenes that didn't make it into the film uh, or into the experience. So totally worth looking, in, looking at it. Um, I would say maybe hold off until your second or third time running through it. If you choose to run through it multiple times only because there, I had gone through it once already, obviously, um, had made apparently some bad choices towards the end. 
And when I watched the outtakes and the bloopers, I saw two endings that I realized had I made a different choice, this might be something I would be seeing. So instead of getting to watch it through the experience and like through that timeline, it changed my perception a little bit because now I was working towards the Easter egg that I saw. The other Easter egg that I saw, uh, what, well, I saw it listed online cause I went looking to see if there were other Easter eggs that I might've missed. Um, so they're calling this an Easter egg. I, I mean, six of one, uh, is the karaoke night, which if you see, uh, in the background of the karaoke screen, um, at the a couple of times at the very beginning, uh, you'll see Titus in the, in the movie, which is great. And it gets referenced, um, later in the experience saying something like, you know, he, Titus doesn't have to do these Korean films anymore or, you know, these Korean karaoke movies and things like that. Um, but the, the Easter egg that they're talking about is if you, um, go through the experience twice and you have both, um, Lillian and Cindy, uh, do the, um, the honeypot scam on the prince, then you'll get to see, um, Zan and, uh, Amy Sedaris, uh, Mimi, uh, do a song at the end. It's very cute. I don't know that it was, it wasn't nearly as gratifying as watching that whole blooper outtake, you know, deleted scene thing from earlier. Uh, but again, if you're trying to hit all of these pieces, here's another way to hit these pieces. Um, so <laughs> there's a way when you get to the, I'm sure if you've already gone through this because you're listening to these spoilers or you're listening to this, this, you know, discussion about it. When you get to the gas station with Johnny Knoxville, there's a lot of different play to do with the baby. The baby who has a unibrow already and who might or might not be named Sharon, depending on what ending you take. Um, also, one of the best lines from Titus, um, you know, the the fact that <laughs> that the glasses must be a clown in the sewer because they are it. Um, and they're readers, too. They're readers. I mean, he like cheater readers and... I don't know that he needs them. And that's what's also so great about it. It's just like, this is mine now. Um, that was though, I will say as I, since we're in this spot, um, it was a, a little weird with his drug use. Um, I, I mean, I got the joke. I thought it was funny. Um, you know, I, I liked where they were going with it. But then it seemed like he wasn't on drugs and then he was very clearly on drugs. And while I, you know, don't want to argue about the experience of mushrooms, uh, I think there should have been just a little bit more consistency. Even if we knew all it needed was a line or two talking about like, well, you know, um, the puppy in the corner says this, or, you, you know, uh, why are your eyes so big? Something that lets us know that he's still having these hallucinations and not just, oh, now he's looking at, at glasses and he's, he's pocketing them. Um, which also is a fun, a fun bit. And I'm going to go back after I finish this podcast up and see if I can get any more, uh, uh, 
Purnell drug references because when you go to the, when you go to the festival, um, when I first went through, he was on bath salts, um, and Kimmy Schmidt came and you know took him down, and. The second time I went through, he was on ecstasy. So I think there might be a third one because it would make sense that there'd be a third one. The bath salts, he was very aggressive and like Kimmy Schmidt had to like take him down. The, the ecstasy one, he basically is trying to get the two of them uh, to join him in a three-way. And he just, Kimmy Schmidt still puts him in the same headlock, but this time he's really enjoying it talking about how his whole body feels like his bottom half and all this other stuff. Um, just so funny. So funny. Um, so, I mean, that's another place where you could kind of check. I don't know what triggered it, honestly, whether it was going through a number of times and it changed, um, or if I, it was a specific sequence. Um, cause once the first time I ran through, it was the bath salts and then every time I attempted after that, even when I'm like, I would go back just to that, to the decision prior, um, it, I would still get ecstasy. So it might be the only one left, but I would hope or think that maybe kind of the comedy rule of three would play here and we would see another one. But also, I mean... Maybe it is what it is. Uh, the rule of three, though, comes out a lot in this experience, in this movie. Um, for example, when uh, Kimmy and Titus land in West Virginia, which according to Lillian, there is no West Virginia. <laughs> There's only a Virginia, uh, which is awesome. Uh, when they first land, Titus says that he is getting them an Uber and it's 4,000 minutes away, which... I'm a nerd. I looked at it. I put it on a can on a calculator and we're talking about like 66 hours. Um, so some of the cutscenes were a little, a, a little, uh, hyperbolic, a little exaggerated, but, uh, if you choose to wait for the Uber the first time you'll get them, like they've just died. They're just, they're just bones and that's it. The second time though, if you go through, um, the robots have taken over, uh, <laughs> So the robots declare that the last good person has died and they just walk over the bones of Titus and Kimmy, uh, which will come back later. So if you follow everything um, correctly, I hesitate to use that word because each experience is unique and, um, you know, I guess the best possible outcome. If you go through the best possible outcome and you still did the wait for the Uber because it will force you to eventually just walk um find at the wedding that uh the robots are talking about how uh it's so good that everything worked out so well and that they don't have to well you know and i'm i mean they're talking about taking over the world so you do get to see the outcome of your choices even when they are not um not going to change your lane, not going to change the trajectory you're on. Um, same with Jacqueline. When you are going through all of the different options for her, uh, it doesn't matter if you go with uh, the wardrobe or if you go with the script. Uh, as long as Titus skips the 
the banquet table and keeps your, you know, and runs into the other banquet table, then, then Jacqueline's going to be saved. So as long as that's true, it really doesn't matter whether you choose uh, script or wardrobe. So just keep that in mind. Some of these things are really so that you can see a full different B story, which I think is very, very cool. Same with kind of the same thing with uh, Daniel Radcliffe's character uh, in that opening section, basically, where she figures out that the book isn't uh, her book or from her bunker, that it's from somewhere else. Depending on the choices you make, you hear a lot of different one-liners and pieces of the prince's character come out. Um, for example, the the rhyme where, you know, Kimmy's saying, eeny, meeny, miny, moe. And the prince starts with jumbly bumbly. Um, and, 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 and then we make a rational decision based on the evidence. Uh, very funny stuff. I just, I loved it so much. Um, I also, just because we're on it right now, the, when the prince just whispers very seductively, don't, don't bother packing your swimming costume. The water is frigid and teeming with thresher sharks. It's just, it's all so fun and funny and you do believe that the two of them not only are meant to be because they seem to yin and yang really really well um but that they really have found each other as Jacqueline says you know later about before they go uh on their trip to West Virginia or to Indiana then West Virginia um they seem to be written in a way that you don't feel that one is taking the advantage of the other, which is nice. Um, so a couple more little Easter eggy things, and then uh, we can talk about the ending and see what you what you came up with and how you did. Um, if you if you kill the Reverend uh, all three ways uh, before you know setting him free, uh, you will get a cutscene. So if, and it's probably the I think it's the best cutscene of all of them. Uh, very, very fun. Um, you also, uh, can get a number of different cutscenes from the script writer. Uh, if you indulge him in different ways, you get different outcomes there. Again, it's a B story, so you're not going to see, uh, much difference in the timeline or in the story, but it is very silly and fun. Um, ultimately, the thing, too, that was kind of I don't know if it was off, but uh, you had to read the book, um, whether you did it at the beginning or whether, you know, you die and they send you back to the gas station to read the book to little baby Sharon. Um, you have to do it. Uh, same with if you let if you let Sharon go, like you, you leave Sharon there again, the girls will be kidnapped and you'll die and uh, someone will come out and say how not really following along with what Kimmy would do. Um, which too that, I mean, the man who says that is, is, uh, Titus's boyfriend. We hear about him from Titus. We don't really see a whole lot of him. Um, you can see him in, uh, that cut scene when, uh, you leave the baby in the gas station and then, you know, the other, bunker of mole women get sent to Florida. 
Um, and also if Titus, if you have him, uh, sleep instead of go to the gym and you have him continue to sleep, uh, you'll cut to a dream where he's in a, like a safety vest. I didn't see, and I might just also be forgetting. I didn't see any other scenes with him. Um, just kind of drop-ins like that. But then, you know, there were, there were other drop-ins, uh, you know, from a number of different, very funny, uh, very famous people. So just make multiple endings, multiple choices. I mean, uh, cause if, if you make a choice that you know is not for the benefit of the storyline, you're probably going to get some kind of ridiculous cutscene telling you how you've messed up. Um, it's very fun. I like that depending on which dress you choose. So let's get to the end. So when you get to the wedding at the end, um, all of your, <laughs> the t like your big decision on whether or not you, um, you got Titus to the movie or not, uh, plays into how the wedding goes. Uh, same with what dress you pick. So, if you pick the fancy dress or if you pick the, uh, the fun dress, Zan, who's presiding over the wedding, uh, Jacqueline's daughter will, uh, give a different speech. will you know, facilitate the wedding a different way. Um, their vows will be slightly different as well. If you take the fun dress, um, ultimately that's the choice that Kimmy would want. If you have the, the fancy dress, Kimmy will walk down the aisle and basically say, she wishes she had the fun dress. Um, if you can't get Titus to the movie, um, then uh, Jacqueline gets um, confronted about how she's entirely ruined the Time's Up Me Too movement, uh, which is a, a ridiculous cutscene, funny, little terrifying, um, but ultimately uh, a nice satire as to what what that would look like. Um, so if you want to win, quote unquote, got to make sure that Jacqueline, uh, doesn't tell the truth. Basically, you need to make sure that Titus gets to the movie on time, uh, that Kimmy's wearing the fun dress. Uh, all of these things will line, will help you line up. Obviously you should read the book at the beginning. Um, don't wait for the gas station. If you get to the end, uh, with all of those things intact, you should get an ending, the perfect ending, where after the vows, um, Kimmy and the prince and Lillian and Jacqueline and everybody are walking, they walk about halfway down the aisle, maybe a third of the way down the aisle, and they shout, breakfast club, and they all raise an arm and, or fist into the air and freeze, and <laughs> you... You watch them frozen, I want to say for like 90 seconds as as the credits roll and the rest of the congregation just kind of files out in front of them, like trying not to bump them. And it's just so silly and ridiculous. And just another nod to, to like, you know, cult classic films and to uh, inside jokes that the audience can all have because... Uh, obviously it's such an iconic scene from Breakfast Club or iconic ending from, Be from Breakfast Club. Um, so that's what you should be seeing. If not, I mean, they get, everybody gets confronted. 
you know, Jacqueline uh, is handing out apologies on her Instagram, um, depending on how bad everything is. Uh, Jan the backpack may have some some really sad lines in there. Um, but ultimately, it's a great full movie. It's dumb in the right places, super smart overall. Um, engaging is all get out. I know that I am a Kimmy Schmidt fan. I am a choose your own adventure fan. Like this is all of the things that are my bag. This is, this is an Elizabeth experience right here. If there was an escape room element in it too, and like Winona Ryder, you know, from the eighties was in it, that like I, my head would explode, but I mean, already it had all of these things that I love. Um, so I might be, uh, I hope I'm not overselling it, but I really, really, really enjoyed it. I spent probably three hours, maybe a little bit longer with it. The first time I ran through it. Well, the first and only time I, uh, I brought it up. Um, after, after I got to a point where I was pretty confident I'd seen everything, I switched to something else. But it kept me engaged. I liked I liked finding new things. I liked hearing some of the jokes again. Um, honestly, the <laughs> your father died in childbirth made me laugh out loud every time. Um, I, I loved Kimmy reading the book and all the things that could have happened. And, you know, <laughs> if you... I loved, too, if you... Um, it, you can uh, hit skip intro uh, for the theme song, which I love the theme song. The first two times I ran through it, I listened to it because I like it a lot. I hit skip intro and the uh, main singer from the intro, the guy who uh, is quoted by the reporters, just kind of comes out and he's like, oh, you're going to skip me? Now you're getting a longer one. And the the longer version, so great and dumb and lovely and you know, it's so like happy, like joyful and pump, you know, like pump you up kind of a way, uh, kind of a thing. Um, same with, with you, uh, you can see an extended version of Titus, Titus's, uh, free bird, which was also incredible. Um, I really do enjoy anytime Titus sings. Um, if you go to the end credits, you'll hear Pinot Noir, which if you are familiar with the show is a nice little, you know, callback little inside joke uh if you haven't seen the show it's just a funny little song that's nice to nice to hear so ultimately uh out of i don't know thumbs stars i don't know i would say watch it <laughs> i don't know i mean on a scale of don't watch it to put a, put down whatever you're doing including this podcast right now and watch it I would give it a, after you finish listening to this podcast, if you have like 90 minutes, you should do it like now-ish. I think that's, I think that's pretty confident. And if you don't have time now-ish, you should carve out some time, you know, put it in your, in your calendar, make a Google event, Facebook watch Whatever it is, uh, should be something that you do. It doesn't need to be with people. In fact, I would recommend not doing it with people. Uh, I would say that this is one of those things that you should do when 
you know, people are annoying you, like, go hide in a room or the bathroom with your phone and, you know, play it that way. Because, uh, really, you don't want somebody else influencing your decisions or you getting mad at somebody that you have to be around for making a stupid decision, even though ultimately you could go back and make all the different decisions. Uh, but nobody wants to waste your time like that. So again, this is Elizabeth. This is Netflix and Spill. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Uh, make sure that you are commenting. Uh, let me know what you are watching, what you want to have me watch, and we- let's talk about it. Um, make sure you give us five stars. If you don't want to give us five stars, then give me more time to make it feel okay for you to give us five stars. Um, this is a production of the DVMPE. I want to thank you guys and I'll see you guys soon. Ooh.